If you know Spider-Man, you probably have heard this before. With great power comes great responsibility. But as tidy as that motto, sentiment, mission statement, whatever you want to call it, seems to be, it doesn't address some larger issues. What is the nature of that power? How should that power be expressed? How far does that responsibility extend? Uh, what are the consequences of utilizing that power in a responsible way? Let's say you know you can define everything about the power. You know all that. You know exactly how much of it to use. Um, and you also determine what your sphere of responsibility is as the one possessing that power. What are the consequences of that? And that's not necessarily something that can be um, addressed within a motto, a maxim, a, a statement uh, like this. Um, or uh, what would you call it, a proverb, or even advice. Um, you know, of course, that's beyond the scope of it. But that question or that, that motto, that saying, is a starting point, and it is something that can be explored, and it's something that can be utilized to uh, be the main focal point for telling a story. And I believe that's what Chip Zdarsky and whoever else was working on this with him on a Spider-Man Life Story Issue 1 is all about. Now, Spider-Man Life Story uh, Issue 1 is a quintessential Spider-Man tale, quintessential Spider-Man comic, and uh, I'm very excited to be talking about it right now, reviewing it, and uh, the subsequent issues, which I will be reviewing. Uh, my name is MJ. I love Spider-Man. Um, I want to read pretty much all the Spider-Man comics. Um, I kind of got bitten with the bug of loving Spider-Man again after watching uh, Spider-Verse a while back. I caught it right before it went out of the theaters. And then these uh, life story issues were coming out and I heard about them. I liked the idea of it, but it wasn't until about two months ago that I checked them out. And uh, they already had four issues out, I think. So I bought uh, I bought all of them that I could, and then I just put off reading them. I, I don't know why, but uh, I was a fool for putting them off. And uh, I finally went ahead and got them. So uh, I'm going to talk about issue one starting right now. So starting with the cover, um, I, I like how simple the cover is. It's evocative. Uh, I really feel like uh, Spidey hanging on to a helicopter and then holding on to something else. It's almost like the call of the Vietnam War is pulling him away from being the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Uh, for four years, Peter Parker has been Spider-Man. It's now 1966, or actually 67, so he's been Spider-Man for four years and change. And uh, a lot has changed. And by this time, Peter is getting good at being the webhead, but he's not very good at balancing being Spider-Man with living the rest of his life. Um, at this point, I believe he's in college. He's 19. So yeah, it looks like he's in college. Uh, he is pursuing Gwen Stacy. He's been foiling the Green Goblin's plans for some time. And, uh, while he's still a public nuisance or a public enemy, whatever, and J. Jonah Jameson has been, um, you know, fighting against him, not only in the press, but we also learned that, uh, in this timeline, uh, you know, he's probably made Matt Gargan the score or help, you know, fund Matt Gargan becoming the Scorpion as well as the, uh, creation of the Spider Slayers, which I believe, I know in the nineties cartoon, Osborne made those, but I don't know who did in, uh, in the comics and um, I'll get to that eventually on this channel, um, or in my, you know, review of, of all the Spider-Man comics ever. <laughs> um, but, uh, he just keeps messing up and, uh, He's, he's paying for Aunt May's medical bills. So, like, 
being Spider-Man is suffering for Peter, but he's doing a good job being Spider-Man and he's happy with what he's doing there. And Spider-Man is a burden to Peter Parker. And that's really, uh, like, you know, I said earlier that this is a quintessential story uh, for Spider-Man. And I really feel like it is because it shows how good he is, what a good man Peter is, that he continues to do this. And I, I have kind of a, um, I, I have an idea that I want to basically uh, name each of these reviews after a quote from each issue. And I, I may do this just with these life story ones, or I may do it with everything, but we'll see if it works. It, where there's an applicable quote that I feel is relevant to the theme of the comic. Um, and of course, that'll be if it's a good comic, it'll have a good theme. And if it's not, if it's like a, a really crappy issue of a comic, I'll pick like the worst line of dialogue and have that be the title just to reflect on, uh, you know, how poorly it is in my review. Because I, uh, while I do love Spider-Man, there are bad Spider-Man comic books and there's, you know, bad Marvel comics. And I'm uh, happy to highlight that as I go through and observe them and, and, and so on and so forth. But anyway, um, the line that I have as kind of the title for this episode is selflessness and sacrifice. And that's something that comes from Cap. Uh, you know, like I said, Vietnam is going on. Uh, Cap <laughs> is uh, been, has been a public figure for some time. We do not know how long he has been out of the ice. But um, I think by this point, Vietnam has been going on. The Vietnam War uh, has been going on for some time and he's getting pressure to go. And he finally does decide to go. Um, and uh, before he goes... Spider-Man comes upon him uh, fighting some guys. I don't know what they're doing. Some sort of crime. And, of course, Cap is easily able to deal with them. But Peter wants to help him out because, you know, it's Cap. He's Spider-Man. These are bad. Um, uh, but, you know, Spider-Man's basically ineffectual. And it's funny. All, all the people uh, flock to Cap and they're mobbing him. And uh, Peter had heard on the news earlier, or, you know, we got to see um, earlier on the news in the comic, that uh, people are pressuring Cap to go. Like, when are you going to fight? Like, you were so great in World War II. You know, we know historically that you fought there. People have anecdotes of people that served with you, whether they were in the Howling Commandos or, or something else. Um, but, like, we know this is you, uh, that you're able to help us in this, you know, terrible war before, you know, this righteous war against this terrible enemy. And, like, now, you know, the U.S. is fighting the Viet Cong, um, you know, the communists, and we're scared of them. And, you know, what are you going to do, Cap? How are you going to protect us from the communists? And it's really interesting uh, in their conversation on the rooftop um, Captain America says to Peter or Spider-Man, uh, look, son, this is like, I'm not sure about this war. I have to go over there and see it for myself because something doesn't feel right. I don't know if this is a just war or not. And he gives the implication that he doesn't want to fight in a war that isn't just. And he gives, uh, I mean, he basically says he's going there to observe and learn who is right in the conflict and he will act accordingly. Um, now, uh, something else that he says to Peter is, um, or to Spider-Man, is that, you know, you risk your life every day to help people here. And just because you want to be responsible, because, you know, Spider-Man says something to him about being responsible and like, oh, well, dude, because I have all this power, don't I have a responsibility to go there? And he says, well, you are being responsible with your power and you're using it here to help people every single day. And that's so important. It's important to be uh, with these people to protect them um, here in New York because... If you don't, if you leave, then there will be kind of, you know, a power vacuum or, you know, they'll be left behind to be hurt um, and you can prevent that. So it's good of you to do this. And, you know, responsibility takes many different forms. We all, we all have our own paths. Going to Vietnam is my path. And 
when I spoke in the beginning about uh, kind of the broad strokes of what this is about, I talked about, you know, what is the sphere of responsibility? And I think it's interesting that Sadarsky is posing this question and having Cap answer it. And I, I feel like the responsibility question, like what your sphere is, is maybe never really answered or it's answered in a very vague, open way. Like Cap tells, you know, Spider-Man, you do good work here. Just follow your heart. And uh, that's really interesting, really fascinating. It feels a lot more romantic and um, and poetic than I expected Cap to be. But then again, if, you know, Steve Rogers is this, um, you know, paragon of virtue and he's this idealistic person, I can see him saying something like that. And, you know, at the end of the issue, we get this little... Um, I don't know, tease, bonus, I think they call it a coda. I don't know what that means. I'll have to look that word up because they say it in like movies and and uh, TV shows and things. Oh, you have a coda at the end where this happened. I don't know what that is. Anyway, um, but they show a snippet of Cap in uh, Vietnam and he's protecting a village of Vietnamese people. Um, there are soldiers there who are angry that Iron Man keeps taking out VC um, or Viet Cong uh, you know, villages or sets of soldiers or whatever, you know, VC guerrillas, basically. Um, he's angry, or you know, this cat, this soldier is angry that Iron Man keeps basically stealing the glory of the troops. And, you know, earlier in the comic, you know, um, there's a news report talking about how, you know, four men died, but it's great that cat, um, Iron Man was there because he was able to save, you know, so many people's lives, avoid so many deaths of American soldiers. But, um, yeah, and I don't know if, if Cap or Iron Man's, you know, killing VC or, or what's going on. Um, but uh, anyway, um, at the end there, the guy is angry about what Iron Man's doing. And he feels emboldened and, and pressured to uh, find and root out more Viet Cong um, so that the soldiers are doing that duty, which you know, they were sent there for. Either they were drafted for or like Flash Thompson, they volunteered to go and do that. And uh, it's interesting because Cap fights off these guys and he says you get out of here these people are under my protection you go tell iron man that and one of those guys calls cap a traitor and he doesn't answer he doesn't answer it. he just tells him to shut up and then you know go tell iron man i'm protecting these people and i thought that was really interesting because that reflects what cap told spider-man he said follow your heart i'm going to, there to do what i think is right um and see for myself, judge for myself, who's right and who's wrong in the situation. I personally, you don't know this about me, I'm going to be slightly political on this channel where it's relevant. Um, I'm not an SJW. I'm not an anti-SJW. I'm not an anti-anti-SJW. Uh, I'm a person who uh, seeks the truth. I guess I'm kind of a centrist. Um, I lean towards liberty. I'm anti-war. Uh, and I think the Vietnam War was a bad war. I think um, there's a fascinating book called uh, Fool's Errand by a man named Scott Horton. Uh, who's an anti-war activist. Uh, he runs antiwar.me.com.org, whatever. And uh, anyway, it, it's a very interesting book. You can get it on Audible. Um, you can look it up uh, or you can check it out at the library. Anyway, Fool's Aaron, Time to End the War in Afghanistan. And he talks about the failures of that war. Um, just, it's a whole big complicated mess. But uh, Vietnam, I think, is another war that if you examine it closely, the U.S. probably shouldn't have been involved in there. It was a proxy war, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but regardless of all that, if soldiers are attacking people who aren't Viet Cong, if they're going into villages and killing them, and Cap has vetted these people, isn't it right for him to protect those innocent citizens, innocent civilians from another country, from his brother soldiers? 
I would say yes. And uh, if you disagree with me, uh, go ahead and leave a comment. I'd love to have a conversation about it um, because, you know, I'm here to observe and ask questions and, uh, and, you know, make some statements based off of what I see. And uh, I'd be happy to engage in a conversation about that. So there you go. There's that. Um, going back to Flash Thompson, uh, you know what? Let me, uh, let me pause real quick because I do have some images specifically that I wanted to talk about. So that's kind of an over broad uh, discussion of uh, the issues in this comic. I wanted to highlight um, some of the art. And then I also want to talk about like a, a bigger story beat that is very, very resonant and goes along with the theme of like, what is your sphere of influence and, and where does your responsibility begin and end? Anyway, I just want to stop real quick and talk about the art. Uh, the penciler is Mark Bagley. I think the art looks beautiful. Uh, I don't know that much about the art technically of comics. Um, I read a bunch of comics when I was a kid, and then I kind of took time off. And uh, I have complaints about comics I've seen. Like I, I uh, anyway, just so I'm kind of unschooled on art in comics, but I know this art looks good, and I have heard of Mark Bagley. I've seen a bunch of his artwork. Um, comic Tropes did a video uh, talking about him and uh, his art, and I think it's really, really good. Um, I think it looks excellent in this episode, uh, in this issue. Um, and, uh, you know, the inking is really good, too. I mean, everything has, like, a very strong sense of, of emotion and tone, and uh, I think it's good. I, I'm a little uneducated on it, so I can't really say too much. But as I go on, I, I figure I'll be able to uh, judge and spot and talk about uh, art and comics in a more intelligent way. So this looks good, and I really like that, so... Uh, that's all I really have to say. So um, in each each review I do, I want to just use a few images to talk about the issue. And I have this awesome image of uh, Peter swinging in the beginning of the uh, the issue or of the um, – is the beginning of the end? I can't remember. But he's swinging through the city um, and you get a couple cool angles on him. And I just wanted to highlight that as a really you know great-looking image. If you haven't read this issue, believe it or not, I haven't actually spoiled it by showing you uh, the images that I've selected for this and by um, talking about all the stuff with Cap um, because I haven't. There's there's so much more going on. Um, Peter uh, has a conversation with Flash who has volunteered to go off to Vietnam. Peter is against the war. He thinks it's wrong. Well, you know, I don't even know if he thinks the war is wrong because he feels like he should go and sign up because of how many people he'd be able to help with his powers. And I think he's thinking about how many soldiers' lives he'd be able to preserve or save or whatever with his powers. But at the same time, he mocks Flash. He, um, he kind of, uh, you know, pokes fun at him saying like, oh, you know, Flash is going to tell his fake war stories and things like that. And he says that going off to Vietnam is a bully's dream, that Flash is going to be a bully. Um, and he's going off to, you know, be the powerful empire of the U.S. attacking the, uh, you know, puny Parker, uh, backwater, uh, you know, uncivilized, unsophisticated country of Vietnam. I'm, I'm saying these words to encapsulate the perceptions of people at the time, not how I feel about the Vietnamese, because I don't know anything about the Vietnamese, um, other than they defeated the U.S., so, like, they weren't, uh, they, they were severely underestimated, underestimated, excuse me, by the public and the military, and, uh, anyway, it's interesting, um, but, uh, it, and it's a little unclear. Is Peter for the war or against the war? I don't know, but he feels like he should be using his power to go there. And that's kind of a weird thing because it seems like Peter doesn't know what to do. Um, but the thing that got me, that sold me on this, and I don't know how many pages it was uh, into the issue, which I think it's like a 30-page issue, so it's a little extra long, um, was when Peter asks Flash why he's even going to war. Um, 
And Flash reveals that it's because that's what Spider-Man would do. And, you know, there's been this irony in the Spider-Man comics that Flash Thompson is Spider-Man's number one fan and uh, <laughs> Peter Parker's number one enemy. Um, and it's just kind of funny the way that works. And And you can tell by the dialogue that since high school, they have had opportunities to spend time with each other, to talk, to kind of work out their differences. But Peter's still a jerk to him um, when he can be because he can be. And he, you know, that is because he's Spider-Man. And if it ever came down to a physical confrontation, he could, you know, run, beat him up, whatever. Um, and it seems like that hasn't happened here um, in this timeline. But uh, it's interesting. Uh, Peter's face, the expression on his face is so aghast. He's horrified that Flash is going off to war um, because of Spider-Man. And uh, especially, I think, because of how shabbily Peter's been treating him. And it really got me. That's kind of what sold me on it that made me feel like this really is quintessential Spider-Man. Peter is suffering because of being Spider-Man. And Peter is being cruel to Flash. He's being a jerk to him because he's Spider-Man, because he has all this power. And he's kind of abusing it by being a jerk to Flash. And then Flash is being inspired by Spider-Man to go do this thing, to be brave, to... Um, you know, regardless of the merits of the actual war, the idea, the concept of this guy going off, because Flash thinks he's going off to Vietnam to help protect the United States, to help protect other people, to serve other people, um, and to do good. He he thinks he's doing a noble thing, and like most soldiers do, I would imagine. Um, and that hurts Peter because of everything, uh, Everything in their relationship, everything that I just mentioned, and uh, gosh, it's really good. And then there's some incredible action with the Green Goblin and stuff I won't discuss right now because uh, I think this is going a bit too long. Um, but yeah, it just it was great, and I, I think I still don't think it's spoiled. I still think you should go grab this if you haven't yet, or I don't know if you want to wait for the um, the trade paperback, but I wouldn't because it's just so darn good. And uh, by the time this releases. Um, the is sixth issue should be coming out. So if you can, if there are reprints right now in the comic shop or issues that never sold in your local comic shop, you should go get them now because um, it's such good stuff. Anyway, that's all I have to say. Uh, if you have any critiques of what I had to say, uh, anything you want to point out, go ahead. Um, like I said, I'm open to, uh, to criticism and feedback and I'd love to have a conversation about this because... I'm enjoying uh, Spider-Man, so I mean, I'm enjoying these comics so much, and you know, I'm such a big fan of Spider-Man that I'd love to have, talk about it more with people. So that's all I have to say. Um, in the end, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna uh, leave off with some boilerplate stuff that I recorded previously that tells you where you can find the rest of my work. Um, and I just want to clarify that this is a video series. It's on YouTube on my channel, Swinging Through Comics, but that there's also a link to an audio-only version of this that'll be posted on my website, mjmunoz.com slash STC for Swinging Through Comics, where I will put my reviews. I'll put, uh, like, kind of show notes for them with uh, the images that I have in the videos because they're basically glorified, glorified slideshows where I'm reviewing the comics. Um, so the images will be there. Uh, along with the audio feed and a link to the video, all that stuff. So you can check that out, mjdmunoz.com slash stc when this goes up. And uh, yeah, that's really all I have to say. So uh, take care, true believers. And I'll come up with some sort of tagline to use in the future, but that's all for now. Bye. mjmunoz.com is home for all my work, podcasts and reviews of anime, tokusatsu, Star Wars, and more, plus my original writings. If you didn't enjoy this, critique me. If you did, leave me a comment. 
If you really like this, consider tipping me at coffee.com slash mjmunoz. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Until next time, be well.